Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I just wanted to make sure you were listening to podcasts on Spotify. Here's how you do it. First, search for your favorite podcast on Spotify's app. They have a library of over 750,000 pods at this point. So let's say you're searching for the Rewatchables or the Dave Chang Show or the Ringer NBA Show. Once you find them, click on the follow button. That's how you subscribe. Then click on those letters near the top of the app that say podcasts. All the pods you're following will pop up separated by episodes, downloads, and shows. Wait, it gets better. On Spotify, you can adjust the speed of the pods to seven different speeds. 0.5 times is the slowest. I actually sound drunk at 0.5. You can do 0.8 times, 1.2 times, which is my favorite. Everyone sounds like they just had a good cup of coffee. And then there's 1.5 times, two times. And if you're completely insane, three times. Anyway, Spotify's app connects directly to many of the best automobiles in the world. It even has a CarPlay feature that's pretty cool. Best of all, it's free. Download Spotify on any device and you're good to go. Should you be embarrassed that you're not listening to podcasts on Spotify? Well, I don't want to app shame you, but the answer, unfortunately, is yes. Make the move. Listen to podcasts on Spotify. Back to yours. And welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. Just like last week, and it seems like for the foreseeable future, we are still in our homes in separate places. So first half of the episode will be me and Kate. Second half, I'll bring in Amelia. And when then, will my wife, Amelia, return for more? <laughs> I don't know. You guys got to swap me out one of these times and just talk we gotta. to each other. No offense, but we got to. Okay, but today we are talking about our favorite April cover stars, and we are celebrating the 10 Things I Hate About You anniversary. It was released in 1999. And then we are investigating celebrity paparazzi walk tactics. I'm very excited to do that. Every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics, no matter how invested we are in Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. (laughs) For now, let's spill the tea. All right. First category, Tea Time Checks In With. These are April cover stories. Um, I have not touched a magazine in months, it feels like. (laughs) Regardless, we have a lot of really good covers this month. Kate, want to start us off? Yes. Print media just absolutely thriving. First (laughs) off, Rihanna is on the cover of British Vogue. She looks incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're all so thirsty for Rihanna content that I was so excited about this. It's Um, true. And this profile was written by Afua Hirsch, who's a really pretty prominent journalist, um, broadcast reporter. And this really backs up my theory of like only let women profile women because <laughs> this mm-hmm. profile was really, really good. She describes her in this way that is so clearly from like a, a feminine point of view. She's talking about her clothes, but like in this like very detailed way where it's like, yes, I want to know like just certain little things about her coat or like things about like how she carries herself. And it was just very refreshing. But yeah. a couple takeaways. From oh, I was gonna say I'm sick of the um, profiles where it's like her face is sexy but innocent but mysterious <laughs> and in a childlike Seriously. way. It's like what the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Right, like she swayed yeah. into the room, like yeah, hips, yeah, yeah, whatever. Her like, bodice no. hugs each. It's like ugh. <laughs> Get that, get that out. Horrible. So this was great. This was not that. And it was, it goes a lot into her business and kind of, she's done a lot of speaking in recent years about, you know, discrimination and as a woman and as a black woman, um, it got into that really well. But just a couple, just really dumb takeaways, honestly, that I wanted to discuss. First of all, she talks about how Rihanna does not sleep. She doesn't sleep during the night. This interview takes place over the course of a night. It ends at like 4 Mm a.m. And this is because Rihanna takes pockets of sleep 
she says she calls them pockets no. because they fit with her creative schedule. So she will sleep for like two hours, get up, work. Sleep for two hours, get up, work. And literally she like works all night and is awake all the time because she just takes like multiple naps what? throughout a 24-hour period. Yes. See, that freaks me out because that means her staff has to do the same and I just right. feel bad. She talks about how like she'll be working overnight with like her Fenty group and they'll do this thing where they call it shots hour. Well, like they're all they'll all like take shots of tequila and then they'll keep working and then they'll be like, okay, we're tired. And then they'll take shots of espresso and Uh, then they'll like keep working. And uh, it seems like this absolutely (laughs) hellish schedule that apparently fits Rihanna's creative energy. And honestly, I support that. Whatever we need to do to get her next album. But Yeah. And so she does talk about how her album is on the way. She says she's aggressively working on new music. She hints it's going to be like a reggae album. She's like, I've done everything I've done in her genre. This is going to be her ninth album. Um, And so she's just apparently it's coming. But she also talks a lot about her anxiety, a lot of details about how like in the past, like she bailed on the 2016 Grammys in the middle of her makeup appointment. She's like, I had one lash on and then she like just didn't want to do it. Like her anxiety like really got to her. She she gets nervous Mm -hmm. before every event, like in the car, she gets like really stressed out and has to do like breathing exercises. So it just like, it was a good balance of kind of like this incredible celebrity persona that we absolutely can't relate to, but also like all these really relatable things that she does feel. Yeah. Um, So I thought it was great. It was very illuminating and I truly can't wait for her album because apparently it could come any day now, which is what we, we need. She looks uh, just absolutely stunning. You have oh, to it's look incredible. at these photos. The photo shoot is so good. Yeah. And then next cover, also just as beautiful, um, The Cut, Kate and my favorite website, put our favorite cheer, uh, what would you say, competitor, uh, teammate, sure. Ladarius Marshall on their April cover. I'm going to read the headline. It just says, rah, rah, bitches. Ladarius Marshall is the real breakout star of cheer. It's written by Bobby Finger. Loved the photos. I want to speak about the interview a little bit, but just right off the bat, he should be a model. Like, I don't care what he does after. I don't need him to be a cheer coach. I need him to be like a Gucci runway model. He is so beautiful. His face is so sculpted. So I need him to be a runway model, please. He's in like really, really beautiful hand clothing. There's a lot. It's a very artistic. He's like doing a lot of different dance positions. You can just tell how athletic um, his body really is. Anyway, the interview goes on to say that he has a coaching job lined up. It touches on the fact that Daytona has been canceled because of coronavirus, which is really, really upsetting. For Huge all these bummer. Yeah, Huge absolutely. Bummer. But he has a coaching job lined up in Mississippi and then kind of TBD what comes next. He says maybe he wants to try acting, maybe he'd be a coach, whatever. It was interesting because he said after the filming of Netflix's Cheer ended, then he went to a really dark place because he had to unearth a lot of really personal and vulnerable issues. He started drinking. He stopped eating all these things. He seems much, much better now. Um, But yeah, you get a lot of really good personal info out of him. He loves Nicki Minaj, like absolutely idolizes her. (laughs) And I haven't seen good press about Nicki Minaj in a long time. So I was just really, it was nice to hear. I was like, you know what? You are right. She does have redeeming qualities. But yeah, takeaways legit should just be a model. He is just absolutely beautiful. There's a, obviously a lot of depth and intelligence to him as well, but these photos are stunning. So definitely check that out. Yeah. He also had, just has this incredible posture and like, yes. which you, you know, from cheer, but you don't realize how applicable that is to modeling until you see these pictures right. and how he carries himself. Like he is just a natural talent. And you know what it made me realize? Like when you have muscles, you just your posture and everything is better. Like I have no back muscles. You should see the way I sit in my desk every day working from home. I guess we've seen it because we share offices, but it just, yeah, it's just, he's absolutely beautiful in every way, shape and form. 
Yeah. Crushing um, okay. it. Okay. Last one. All right. Our final cover star is Jake Gyllenhaal, who popped up on Another Man this month. And I don't want to talk about what he says. I don't care about what he says. It's not important. <laughs> he has long hair now, which if you've been paying attention to Jake Gyllenhaal, as I do, you mm. did know that he had long hair. But these pictures, they're in black and white. He's outside. He's on a rooftop. He's in a lot of chunky knit sweaters. There's a picture of him in like a gray sweatshirt with gray sweatpants and then like this great overcoat just Mm -hmm. cheesing away into the camera. And first of all, I I knew that Jake Gyllenhaal had good hair because he has like a good beard. He just seems like the type. But he's kind of doing like the Bradley Cooper, a star is born thing. But like if he'd showered and was hot, yeah. Um, and <laughs> and I'm just really into it. And I also feel like it's really smart because people are really sad right now that they can't get haircuts. And Jake Dylan Hall was just ahead of the game. He grew out his man bun long before this happened. Mm-hmm. And Him he doesn't and need a haircut you, now. Ahead of right. the curve. <laughs> ahead of the curve. And also Jake Dylan Hall was on his Instagram story today. This was late breaking news. I just had to add it to this. He's doing a handstand challenge uh, that Tom Holland challenged him to do where you have to put on a shirt. You have to do a handstand with your feet up against the wall, and then you have to put on a shirt while in the handstand. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's just one of those things where, like, people who are really in shape do it, like celebrities who know they look good, like, do Mm -hmm. it. And I would like to say that I appreciate it. (laughs) And he did a great job. And I would like all the attractive actors uh, that I love to do this for science because it's just something that I need to see. It's content that I need in this time. I will say he is aging quite beautifully. Those fine Extremely lines well. just absolutely just really work for him, I will say. <laughs> okay, we are moving on. We are going to do this week in social media. Kate, start us off. All right. A lot of people really bored online trying to do well. things like the handstand challenge. Um, both celebrities and normal people. Today, there was a personality test that's been going around Twitter that it was which fictional character are you? And it was this kind of very like sort of in-depth psychometrics project test where you you do a slider back and forth between like wise and foolish and clean and messy and all these different things. And it matches you up percentage wise with a fictional character, basically in, you know, from Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I was very concerned by my results, which is why I included it today. <laughs> I am apparently extremely shady. I it gives you the the <laughs> list of people in the fictional universe that are most like you. My number one was Marjorie Terrell from Game of Thrones, which I was like, that's not great. Like, it's not great, but it could be worse. Like, at least she's smart. Yeah. But the rest of this list, I also got Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Everyone on this list has, like, actively tried to kill people and double-cross people. (laughs) I got I love you, and I know you're a sneaky bee. So it just, it's, you have, you have multitudes. Cersei Lannister's on here. I got Rita Skeeter on here. Yeah, dude, you (laughs) It's it's not what I got. The, uh. The guy from the Hunger Games who makes who makes up the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's not what you want. Oh my god! Yeah, that is actually not what you want. Really? Can you know that these results are accurate and this test is intense because the website? I actually, I actually took it twice. <laughs> Jesus hoping Kate. that it would change and it it went up 10%. So first I was 76% Marjorie Terrell. I took it again because I was like, I don't accept that. And then I got 86%. So yeah, I've been new. The, pro- the thing is that you know this website is accurate because the website is no fun at all. The web's, the, the quiz is just straight. Like, There's is. no pretty pictures. It's on BuzzFeed, you guys. We'll put the link in our um in our Tea Time <laughs> Twitter. It's You should take it. I got... 
twice. I took the quiz as well. I got some girl from Pride and Prejudice. Which Georgiana one? Darcy. Uh, oh, I don't even know who that is. And I've seen those movies. Classic is that the really rich? Wallflower. I think she's kind of just like rich bitch. So. Okay. No, <laughs> no comment. Fired. And then I got, as I'm scrolling down, I got like Charlotte York, Pam Beasley. Like I got Phyllis Lappin, 80%. So, you know, <laughs> who really knows with this quiz? Uh, um, but yeah, we'll post it and you guys can all take it and share your results. It's fun. Um, the next one is obviously I touched on this the last couple of weeks since we've all been working from home, but still it's surprising me how this grows and grows and grows. Celebrities will not stop going live. And I want to just take a step back and take a stand on whether we are for or against this because mm. there's a lot of pros and cons. Like people have watched even in the last week, Sophie Turner, Cardi B, Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor, Diplo, like everybody, Char- Chrissy Teigen goes live like every day. Okay. The pros are that it's very chaotic and sometimes you can get like a slip of the tongue where like, you know, a celebrity reveals the sex of their baby or like they say Mm. something that maybe is like supposed to be under wraps because it's live and you can't do anything about it. The cons, I would say, is you have to wait a long time for them to say anything good at all. I watched fucking 15 minutes of Sophie Turner's live Instagram the other day waiting for her to do anything and it's mostly just her just kind of like blabbing about absolutely nothing. So it's kind of a time suck. And then it makes you sad about your current living situation, obviously. Right. Where these people I, are. I am firmly against, I got to say. Really? my The only way I consume any live content is like later on, I look at Twitter and people are like, oh, Sophie Turner said this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. great. I'm so glad I didn't have to watch that myself. Like, I guess I'm glad they're doing it because it is a little messy and fun. But mm-hmm. I also just don't like it. I'm just the laziest human on planet Earth. I don't like opening Instagram and having to scroll to the side past <laughs> all the lives because, you know, know, it shows the live stories first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I just want to see what Liz is doing. Not that you ever post on your Instagram story. Yeah. I want to see what Kai is doing. Yeah. And so I, I like have to scroll to get to my friends. And I, I just really resent all the people that are that are taking up all that space. You know, it's also a time suck for them because you have to wait for people to join. Even the really mm. famous ones takes a bit of time to gain momentum. And then you're just scrolling through comments waiting for someone to ask you something interesting it's just a gigantic um waste of time but obviously we are need in need of content so i will keep watching but there have been good things that celebrities have come up with john krasinski we have not reported on this it started last week but he started some good news this youtube series that i didn't want to like but i did Mostly because I'm anti-Emily Blunt for reasons I'll explain at a later date. But <laughs> his this YouTube series is really freaking charming. It's basically exactly what you'd expect. He's like, there's a lot of bad news everywhere. Let's talk about some good news. He's in a suit. He's in his house. His daughter's kind of um, colored this like very, very elementary looking like SGN little like poster behind him. He looks very dapper. Um <laughs> And he, like Miley Cyrus, who I've talked about going on Instagram with her bright minds, brings in famous people because that's what celebrities need to be doing. They need to band together with other famous people to make interesting content. I don't think they can do that on their own. So Steve Carell was on there. He's um, their entertainment correspondent for some good news. (laughs) Anyway, very cute. It's on YouTube. And I would encourage you guys all to watch it. And then the next one, like I said, is Miley Cyrus is doing Bright Minds every day. And I just want to give a shout out to her because she is pulling a lot of people. I have I have a lot of respect for like, I don't know what strings, how she knows Reese Witherspoon, for example, but she is dragging really famous people who don't do this a lot 
to go live with her and talk about, you know, how they're keeping sane and what they do to deal with anxiety and depression and stuff like that. It's very uplifting. And also, I really like this angle for Miley Cyrus. I want her to be the next Oprah. She is really good at it. I was surprised how charming she's been on this. Not that she's not charming, but, you know, it's kind of hard to just randomly have a different celebrity every day and be talking to them, especially with some of the people that she's gotten. Yeah, I think her secret sauce is that she's taking it seriously. Like, Mm. and I think a lot of celebrities go on and they just make it very kitschy. And because it's fun to be on Instagram, whatever, chatting with people. But she, I mean, her entire Instagram, if you look at her feed, is all just promoting this show and kind of what's upcoming. She's putting a lot of effort into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I really respect it. It's very uplifting content. You forget how many connections she has, I feel like. You do. You do. She's been around a long time. Yeah, she Um, has. Also, speaking of celebrities who are taking the content seriously and are good at it, Jack Black joined TikTok this week. And he, I think people, well, people love just a viral thing. They love a viral dance. And he mm-hmm. uploaded his quarantine dance on TikTok. And so he he's shirtless. He's got a hat on. He's in boots and shorts. And he just, you know, first of all, for a bigger guy, extremely flexible, extremely <laughs> moves extremely well, always has, and just extremely likable. So this dance went very viral and people were like, oh, Jack Black, he's back. But really, he's been a YouTuber for a long time. Um, he's has been he? doing Jablinski games on YouTube. And he's, again, is also really good at it because he's, yeah. you know, personable. He takes it seriously. He'll thrive on TikTok because, again, he dances really well. He mm-hmm. makes great content. He's just inherently entertaining. Mm-hmm. And he's done really well on YouTube as well. So everyone was just like, oh, Jack Black is back, which I welcome him. I welcome yeah. his soothing, soothing yet chaotic presence in this time. <laughs> I would say that he is the perfect person to be on TikTok. If I see another, I know you don't watch a Bachelor, but Hannah Ann, like if I see another Bachelor contestant doing <laughs> those viral dances with like their robot bodies, I will kill myself. I need people like Jack Black, who is yes. really good at physical humor, is charming as hell, and just has energy that you want to see. Like I, I could do the dances like with my robot arms just as well as the next person. But he in particular has a certain like je ne sais quoi that's just really Mm. perfect for TikTok. I'm all for it. I agree. Okay, next category. I'm really excited about this one. Kate, me and you rewatched the 1999 classic 10 Things I Hate About You. We sure did. Okay, so in 2018, this was a Rewatchables podcast episode. So if you guys want a whole deep dive on this, uh, Juliet, Amanda, and Andrew Gutadaro did it back then. So just scroll through your Rewatchables feed and find that. Uh, but listen to us first. Listen to this first and then do first. that. This will be much more chaotic and disorganized, which is, uh, <laughs> some would say more fun. Maybe not. Okay. Let's talk about the things we loved about this movie first. Let's do it. Okay, so this came out 21 years ago, but people were talking about it on Twitter, which is why we're doing this. I don't know why Mm -hmm. it was a big deal. I guess we're all bored, but it's a great movie. We were very excited to rewatch it. I want to talk first. We just need to just address the elephant in the room, which is Heath Ledger in this movie. Is this Heath Ledger's hottest movie role? Yes or no? I would say yes. I mean, he's hot in every movie role he's in, but the troubled bad boy and his smile is just... It's special. I really, I agree. I think it is. This is why I asked this question. I love Heath Ledger. A Night's Tale is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he's also extremely hot in that. And there is something special about blonde Heath Ledger, I will say. Mm -hmm. However, in this movie, he, first of all, the outfit is great. He's just got a Henley on. He's got jeans on the whole movie. For some reason, the hair works. I don't know how. It does. I don't know know how it works, but it does. 
And yeah, it's just like the charming bad boy thing. Just absolutely timeless. I was going to say also, there's so much fun to be had in this movie. This movie is extremely fun if you haven't seen it yet. But a Mm -hmm. lot of his roles are like very serious, very dark. Mm. He's a phenomenal actor. But he does lighthearted stuff like this extremely well. The amount of charm that that man possesses, he could flirt with a brick and would sell me on it. So agreed. That's so true. He's he's absolutely my MVP for this movie. Um, For sure. Other things I loved about this movie, I think we have to give a quick shout out to Amelia who wanted us to mention the soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> this, I guess I like ska music. I had no idea, but this movie's <laughs> very 90s, pretty angsty, loved every single song. I would watch the movie and then like download or listen to the soundtrack fully. <laughs> Just going to give a shout out to that. And yes. then you wanted to give a shout out to one other character in particular. I love the dad. The dad <laughs> in this movie is hilarious. Do First you? of all, extremely funny movie. I feel like it doesn't get yeah. enough credit for how funny it is. People are just like, oh, it's like iconic teen rom-com. No, it's like mm-hmm. legitimately really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene with the belly where he makes his daughter wear the belly before she yeah. goes out, just great shit. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> only of to all the boys I love before, but I feel like in movies, a lot of dads of daughters are in the OBGYN field, which this dad oh, yeah. is also in. It's such an uh, interesting profession for them to make the you dads. Know, also, also an absent mom in this movie. Similar yeah. family dynamic. Yeah. Hmm. Classic rom-com trope. And then, okay, I really, because I'm a nerd, I <laughs> this is based on Taming of the Shrew loosely. Obviously, there's a lot of things that have changed. But I loved the dialogue in this movie. It's extremely intelligent. Obviously, Bianca, who is the younger sister, um, is known to just be a ditz, so that's not really her role. But mm-hmm. the rest of the dialogue is really quick. I was not speaking like this in high school. Obviously, neither were these people. But it's not a dumb rom-com by any means. Totally. There are a lot of really quick jokes, like where you kind of blink and you miss them. And right off the bat, too, when they like enter, we're going to talk about Alice and Janney later, but she's like the guidance counselor who's writing these romance novels. Mm -hmm. And just right off the bat, she is in her office. She's welcoming Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. And then like Heath Ledger walks in, they go back and forth and then he leaves. Like the banter is so fast. Yeah. It's like very, um, it's almost like very Gilmore Girls where like they, they, work in a ton of different references like really, really quickly. Yeah. Plus, give a shout out to a high school movie that doesn't glorify like drinking or smoking or doing anything like Mm. that. The main girl, Kat, who's played by Julia Stiles, she doesn't smoke. She actually condemns Heath Ledger for smoking and doesn't want to date any guy who smokes. She's like buying water. She's a senior in high school, buying waters at like a club to see her favorite Mm. band. She loves poetry. She goes to a guitar shop just to like jam out by herself. It's like very, it's anti-establishment, but it's in a cool, wholesome way. She doesn't want to party. She doesn't want to do anything. And the younger sister, Bianca, is kind of like poo-pooed on because she cares about this really trivial stuff. Totally. Um, Okay, to round out this category, I know we could talk about it forever, but we're going to do MVP of the movie. Kate, go ahead. Besides Heath Ledger, obviously, who we love. Right. Um, I have I have both Julia Stiles and Allison Janney. First of all, Julia Stiles, just, it's such an unlikable role. Mm -hmm. It's like done wrong. Obviously, like, The Taming of the Shrew, like, you're not supposed to like the main character. And the whole point of the play is, like, for them to fix her, basically. (laughs) Um, And whereas, even at the beginning of the movie, like, Julia Stiles is so likable. And so, even when she's like, oh, yeah, I kicked that guy in the balls. Or, like, like, cursing at her own teacher or whatever. Like, it's so hard to make this role charming. And she does such a good job. Yeah. And then also just Alice and Janney. Speaking of people who have just aged incredibly well. Oh, my God. um, She looks a thousand years older in this movie than she does now. She really does. Really tough styling, but she's just so funny. And this is another sort of like just just comedic shout out to this movie. She's like 
such a random character in this, like the guidance counselor who writes romance novels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love her. She's so unnecessary and she's so funny. I'm happy you brought her up because I wasn't going to. Her role makes me extremely uncomfortable this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, that also didn't age super well. <laughs> I have like bad memory, like, because I obviously know who she is now and I'm like so in pop culture, but I have carried her with me unintentionally just being like, yeah, that creepy, weird <laughs> guidance counselor at the school. But yeah, she it's ages tough. really well, whatever. Yeah. Um, can I give another shout out for my MVP? David Crumholtz. Hell yeah. You guys may remember him in the Santa Claus movie as Bernard <laughs> the Elf. Anyone? Is that um, his main role? I guess it is. Yes. Besides, he was also on Numbers. Him. Isn't he the guy from Numbers? Yeah, I'm on his um, IMDb page right now. Nice. He, you know, he's done a couple things. Uh, he was in The Deuce, I guess, for a couple mm. seasons. But... The lot of these people, besides, you know, obviously there are standouts like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, Allison Janney, Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger. But a lot of these people fell to the wayside. And I just feel mm. like that's a real shame. Bianca, who's in this movie, is really, really good. Nothing really came from her role. And David Crumholtz, right. my MVP. Um, I just wanted him to be a big time actor and it didn't really um, follow through. It's okay. He has this. He has this iconic film. He does. So everyone um, watch the movie. Can't recommend it enough. Yes. It was a great time. This episode of Tea Time is brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. While we're all stuck in our homes, it's important now more than ever to stay active and keep moving. Work out and even take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is the easy-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts. This is the company behind most popular programs, including P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix. Their new programs include Morning Meltdown, 180 Day Obsession. You'll get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Tony Horton, Joel Freeman, Jericho McMatthews, and Autumn Calabrese. No need to worry about finding the right fit for you. Beachbody On Demand has routines as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. And the hundreds of workouts available are effective for all fitness levels. I've been doing the three-week yoga retreat because um, obviously I'm going to have more than three weeks of time to be doing this in my house. And I've pretty much been spending most of my day fully horizontal and my back does not like that. Um, So I wanted to do something that would, you know, give me some flexibility, some movement, And it's been very easy, very chill instructors. I don't need any equipment. I've just been doing it like in my sweats, barefoot on my carpet. And I feel so much better. I can go right back to lying in bed even more comfortably than before. Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Tea Time to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information and support, totally free. Again, just text Tea Time to 303030. Alrighty, for the second half of the episode, I'm bringing in the lovely, lovely Amelia Wedemeyer. Miss you. Welcome. Thank you. Miss you too. All right. We're doing Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. A lot of Amelia Liz content um, to be talked about. So let's start us off. Go ahead. Okay. So Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck, as we have been reporting on for this entire (laughs) quarantine, have been making their rounds of Brentwood. And, you know, they're walking their dogs, they're smiling, they're foregoing Mayor Garcetti's rules to, you know, just go outside. They're doing it because they have a movie together. And there was a recent, I, what was it? Is it a TikTok? Or someone had a video where they showed them walking and then they cut and there were a bunch of paparazzi. And they yes, were just- it 
it was a TikTok and said like, I've been in LA for one single day. <laughs> and it showed, yeah, them walking down the street and 10 feet away or whatever the legal limit is. You have like a slew of seven men who should be in their homes or taking care of their health. I feel Seriously? bad for them, even though they are, you know, doing content for tea time and essentially, um, yeah, a whole slew of them photographing them on their daily walks. A whole slew of them. And I don't know if this was the same person or someone else on Twitter. And they were like, yeah, I saw them call the paparazzi or something, which is like, yeah, we know. Yikes. Yeah, Yeah. basically the two couples that are written about every single day online, (laughs) which is the only thing we can read about, are these paparazzi walks between Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck, and then Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. It's like you can't read anything but this about these two couples taking their daily walks. So we got to compare. Okay. Obviously, we, I think everyone listening knows all of our thoughts on Ben Affleck and Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes. That goes without saying. But just comparing the two paparazzi walks between these two couples, who comes out on top, Amelia? I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas Mm -hmm. because they look great. Well, I guess in terms of content wise, I guess Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello because what are they wearing? (laughs) Why are they walking so slow? And do they just, they don't care or something? I don't understand. Yes, a very important video surfaced this week, which really heightened the investigation, (laughs) which we actually saw them walking on video as not a photo. You guys, they are walking so slow. (laughs) It has to be on purpose because that's not a normal, comfortable gait. Even for someone very short, like Camila Cabello, (laughs) that's not a comfortable pace at which you walk, even like when your ankle is sprained. Yeah. So it's got to be some... And they already can enjoy the outside. It's like they're standing still, basically. No, truly. It's actually bizarre. Whereas we saw Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus, they're at least walking at a pace that seems as though they are doing it like with purpose. Exactly. And because they have like dogs and whatnot, they have to, you know, keep it up. They have to actually walk with their legs. Whereas Camilla and Sean, (laughs) no, but it seems as if they are literally like gliding as if they're some kind of ghosts or I don't, I don't know. I think Anna Darmus and Ben Affleck end up on top for multiple reasons. One, yes. you got the pace of the walk. Yes. They are more normal. Two, you got the props. They You either have the dog or the Minions coffee mug. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you pick the dog. They, um, Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello got chat on this week because um, one of their pictures, their coffee cups are empty. And everyone's like, but why hold them? Because they photograph sideways and there's nothing in these mugs. And they're kind of tossing them around. You could tell that there was nothing actually in them. So the props, the dog comes out on top, obviously. And then the third factor in this is the outfits, which I know you mentioned briefly. Anadarmus and Ben Affleck, they put on pea coats. They put on a little, like, classy two-piece set. You have Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes looking like— Like, these are rich people. I don't mean to be crass, but, like— They have money to buy or ship clothes if that's the problem. If they've run out of clothes to wear, (laughs) our economy needs to be stimulated. Um, Buy some new clothes. The one most egregious look, I think, is Camila Cabello, who only wears like these trapeze kind of bell-bottom 
Well, she should Pants. do. She's too short. <laughs> and then she has this gigantic T-shirt that says, you go, girl. <laughs> and then can't. she's holding hands. This day, this is what they decided to be photographed in together. Shawn Mendes is in a headband and a CrossFit <laughs> T-shirt. And, and then these gigantic slides. Oh. And they're holding minion mugs. I can't <laughs> come up with a worse outfit. I don't mean to be mean, but like we're no, all working true. with sweat pants for some <laughs> loungewear. And I feel like she has better options in her closet. Oh, you know she, and you know that designers are ready and willing to send her stuff. Yeah. So it's like, what are you thinking? And I get that, you know, no one has to try. No one's seen anyone besides when you like go on Zoom calls with each other. <laughs> but there's got to be a better thing that you could piece together, I feel like. Especially knowing that this group of paparazzi men are standing outside your gate. You know? But literally. It feels purposeful. That's how bad it is. The, exactly. Exa- no one goes outside in a minion's mug <laughs> over the age of 10 Unless you're a parent. There's something weird going on with them too. And I just can't pinpoint what, and I'll just come back to that later. Okay. <laughs> Next thing in relationship news. Right. We want to talk a little bit about, thank God Kate isn't here because she, you know, is not not a huge Bachelor fan, which is yeah. fine. Colton Underwood, he has a new book out. Who knew he could write? Um, Amelia. I, I, I mean, it was probably ghostwritten. Let's be real. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's rude, but it's true. <laughs> anyway, he... You know, talks about jumping fences. Actually, I don't I don't really know what he talks about other than like losing <laughs> his virginity. And he apparently, and this is quoted uh, from his new memoir, The First Time, he writes about inviting Cassie Randolph, who won his season, even though she like obviously did not want to be with him. But she's <laughs> probably thinking, you know, long term, she's smart. She's like, well, how can I make money off of this? Amelia. <laughs> I'm so, it's, mm. so anyway, the chapter entitled What Happens in the Fantasy Suite is just four terse words, according to page six. None of your business. Colton Underwood can do whatever he wants with his sure. body and his life and all that stuff. <laughs> but you don't write a whole ass book called My First Time. Exactly. And then make a whole ass chapter calling Fantasy Suites and then do that. That's just a slap in the face and also it a is. slap in the face for anyone who buys it for like, you know, $22 or whatever it is. Yeah. I, you just don't do that. That's so annoying to me. Like, I don't care about what he does in his personal life, like in regards to that. Sure. I just... Like, don't write a whole book. You know what I mean? That's all anyone wants to, like, probably listen to or hear about. So true. And I, okay, I'm going to just divulge a little bit of our slack. But when you said this G-rated erotica, either lean in or don't. Yeah. Thank you. Because I am not paying how much money this book costs to read It's None of Your Business. The problem also is that it is G-rated erotica because there's this weird excerpt in the book that I read that was like, you know, they're in the about to be in the fantasy suites and they're like, what do you want to do? And then he's, oh and then she God. whispers back, what do you want to do? And you're like, oh God, where is this going? And then you flip to the next page <laughs> and then it's nothing. And it's like, you either got to go in for it or you don't. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And yeah. it's just sad. I think he's very confused because he talks about <laughs> being attracted to Cassie and women, he actually says that. And that makes me sad. It just makes me sad for him. We just don't know why this book was written. That's why it's in that category. 100%. Okay. I know everybody's bored. We're talking a lot about celebrities on social media because that's <laughs> all we have to live for. Chrissy Teigen <laughs> officiated a wedding between 
two stuffed animals, Chloe and Nosh. They are her daughter Luna's favorite (laughs) stuffed animals. I'm basically just jealous of like the resources. She's in this Malibu home that they've rented. Yes. This wedding is more beautiful than mine eventually will be (laughs) times a thousand. Um, John Legend was saying a Selena Gomez cover, Hands to Myself. Um, Anyway, (laughs) it's just very chaotic, but I have to appreciate just like the resources that they have is like a very wealthy quarantined couple. Totally. I'm pro stuffed animal. And I thought that was really sweet and nice of them to do that for their daughter, especially like you said, given all their awesome resources. And I'm sure the kids are bored. And so it's like, what else are we going to do? They're definitely getting creative with the time on their hands. They're yes. not your average Q&A on Instagram <laughs> live couple. They're making True. really interesting content. Okay. And then lastly, in biggest relationship news ever, uh, I am really happy these two are still together. Didn't really think about them much in the last yep. couple of years, but Lady <laughs> Meester and Adam Brody are having their second baby together. Forgot that they are married, forgot that they had a baby, but you know, congrats to them. Yes, congrats to them. They're so cute. What a, just a great couple from two of the greatest teen TV shows yes. of the aughts. Just so yes. happy for them. Love a low-key couple as well. These people are never yes. photographed together, let alone like <laughs> a big public appearance. So just we're happy for them. Keep living your very secret life in the Valley. Yes. Okay. Next category. I will try to keep Amelia as on track as I can, but this might go haywire. This is not worth the tea. This Amelia, is not I, worth the tea. I give the reins <laughs> to you very hesitantly. Okay. 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 I will... Keep this brief because I don't. E- I don't even know what's going on. This is how starved right. for content we all are. And honestly, if this wasn't in the time of Corona, I think it still would have been a thing. But anyway, I think if if it wasn't in this time, I would have put my <laughs> hand at him and like, no, we can't cover this. But here we are. <laughs> here content we are. is dry. Exactly. Talking about uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo's nipples. Um. So w- there was a recent photo of him. He's with some Duncan, you know, he's waving. He's doing all the things a governor should do right now. He's being open to the press, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing a white polo shirt. And like many white polo shirts, you know, the fabric is, it's not super rough. It's not super thick. It's thin enough because you're walking around, you're doing stuff. And then the fact on top of it is that it's white. So you can kind of see through when Mm. you don't maybe mean to. And if you look closely and maybe even not so super closely, I'm actually at a a decent (laughs) distance and it looks as if he has maybe a barbell, a nipple barbell kind of poking through the shirt. There's definitely some kind of, I don't, uh, terrain that's lifted on the nipple itself. So it's very confusing. I'm Do blushing you- and I'm not even like with you in person or I'm not the one talking about this. I'm trying to get, a, I'm going to say as little as I possibly okay. can, but there was some investigative work that went into this, not only by yes. Amelia, but also online by other people. Yeah. More by other people. Yeah. 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 So we're just, are we comfortable leaving it at that? Just do your do own you research. Think, do you think it's, well, do your own research, but also do you think it's an, an, a nipple piercing? Yes. That's all I have to say is yeah. yes, absolutely. You know what? Yes. What okay. else would it be? Okay. Uh, yeah. Next one. Talking about 
people's bodies that are questionable. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, love him to death. Like, love his acting. Yeah. Love him as a person, whatever. Yeah. Um, he was photographed with his on-again, off-again, like, technically ex-wife, but they're both in wedding rings, so it appears that they're back on. Mia Goth. But that is not the thing that I want to talk about. He okay. has the craziest chest <laughs> tattoo Or it's like entire torso. It goes from like his collarbone basically down to his pant line. He has the craziest tattoo. It's very Mm -hmm. scary. It's essentially like a large, it looks like Humpty Dumpty in clown makeup. And he's like nuzzled (laughs) up against what looks like a woman, kind of like religious figure. Um, They're kind of like nuzzling into each other in their necks. And then below it, in these gigantic letters, it says creeper. And like, I don't know what it means. And it's scary. And like, I don't know why he did it or what, like, like what the mindset was when he got that tattooed on his entire body. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And and there's also like Mickey Mouse hands, like the gloves below his belly button. And honestly, I have yeah, I've seen that woman's face before. I think it's his mom. Oh. Oh, and you know what? Did you see Honey Boy? I didn't. I want to, though. Okay, so I think his dad is like a—I uh, did, and his dad is kind of like a, is a clown, um, and they, you know, juggling oh. all this stuff. Maybe—I didn't realize that was his mom. Maybe it's I'm like— I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know what—I'm not going to guess into, like, what the <laughs> meaning behind that is. It can't be explained. Anyway, <laughs> kind of scary. I don't like the clown makeup. <laughs> I don't like clowns. Um, and we're going to move on. It's pretty bad. Okay. Uh, next, we are recording this on Thursday, April 2nd. This week was April Fool's. Obviously, no one's in the mood to be fooled because right. we have to take data and real facts very seriously. <laughs> There's just no room for any of that. But of course, the one group of people that are not only obeying by society's rules for social distancing and quarantining mm. have not complied with the tacitly known, like, April Fools don't do it. Yeah. Jokes, which is Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation. They're a bunch of dummies. Let's <sighs> they be real. We're seemingly the only group of people that did April Fools jokes on Instagram. It's like read the world, you know? Really read read it. Just read it because but you probably can't cuz you're illiterate. No, I'm, Amelia, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was mean. That was me. That was all on me. That was all on me. I apologize. Okay. Okay. So um, who is the first one? So who's the first one is if you ever have listened to Bachelor Party, you probably know my feelings on him. I hate him and I do not use that word loosely. I I hate him. Um, His name is Dylan Barber. He ended up with Hannah G on Paradise, even though she like clearly liked Blake and made out with him in front of Dylan. Keep it. Keep it in. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, I have eyes. But um, he posted on Instagram with him and Hannah and Chris Harrison. And he was like, I just want to be the first to congratulate Chris on his retirement from uh, the Bachelor franchise and writes this like, paragraph about how he wow thanks for choosing me okay first of all I knew this was a joke when he was like you picked me no one's picking you dude (laughs) um and it's just it's not funny he's trying to be funny again he's not a funny guy he's uggo and I hate him hey okay okay Okay, sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry Uh, the other person in Bachelor Nation who did not abide by these rules was Becca Martinez who I I I really care about still I don't know why she's cute she's cute follow her on Instagram love her journey through motherhood she's about to have um 
a second baby soon. Anyway, she posted on Instagram and she basically said, you know, I'm a busy mom who doesn't have limited time and patience to care for this toddler. So basically she's advertising for a baby jewel (laughs) and a a baby vape. And it's like her sponsored partner. She's got Uh like a whole little vape and it's a photo of her toddler. And Mm. then of course she says like, hashtag April Fool's, hashtag baby vape partner, hashtag my child does not vape. It's like, if you're going to do an April Fool's joke, you know, lean in, don't do April Fool's right. at the bottom. And then also, you know, it's just not what we need right now. Now is not the time, Bachelor Nation. <laughs> it's not the time. Um, so read the room. Ugh. And then lastly, on the April Fool's note, Mariah Carey, just want to give a quick shout out to her. She, back in <laughs> 2010, back when things were normal a decade ago, <laughs> said, be clear, if anyone who works for me, even if we're cool with a K, tries to April fool me, they are so fired. And she (laughs) quote tweeted it yesterday and said, FYI, this still applies. I and think I just, we have no choice but to stand. I we love don't. It. We don't. Ju- you just got to lay down the rules with that kind of stuff. I can see someone trying to trick her and she'd be like, absolutely not. You're out. <laughs> she would totally fire them. Like, like 100%. That's 100%. amazing. Okay, next love thing, her. not worth the tea. Okay, well, I think this actually deserved to be somewhere else, but it's fine. No, I'm kidding. Um, Lindsay Lohan, she's making her triumphant return to music. She dropped a little teaser on her Instagram and it was kind of, you know, what you expect from like Paris Hilton. It was a little clubby. Mm. It was very much, honestly, like 2010. It was like, okay, haven't we heard this song before in 2010 yeah. by like Cascada? I don't, whatever. But, you know, just happy she's back, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, happy for her. And also she's on Cameo for the low price of three fifty. You guys, if Tea Time can dig up the funds <laughs> to do this, or if you want to donate <laughs> to get Lindsay Lohan to say something along the lines of like, you're listening to Tea Time, or like, now let's spill the tea, I would be forever indebted to you all. Seriously. <laughs> we could have a car wash once everything goes back to normal. We could do some hey, Tea Time go. fundraising um, <laughs> to make this work. <laughs> and then lastly, to wrap up this category, uh, we covered this last week, Tiger King. People are still talking about it. Yeah. We have to just do a quick, you know, tie up loose ends because we knew everyone was bad, but like everyone is really bad. And the right. more that comes out, the worse they become. Yeah. Um, is Joe Exotic, the main character, or not, <laughs> I guess he is a character, but main human being in this documentary series. Mm. Footage came out of him back in 2015 saying the N word and talking about like why he, like, it's so unfair that he can't say it, blah, blah, blah. Not give him <sighs> any more airtime on that. He's absolute peace of shiitake. Right. Um, but yeah, he's bad. He's even worse than we all thought. Doc Antle, people dug up videos from the 2001 VMA's performance of I'm a Slave oh. for You. He was Britney Spears' tiger handler. Wild. And like, in his heyday, you knew he had a slew of women back home like, working <laughs> for him. He just made me feel so gross. So gross. And then poor Carol Baskin, who I am, <laughs> for some unknown reason, a supporter of. There's been so much traction picked up by this TV show that the Florida sheriffs are actually reopening the 1997 cold case 
of her husband's disappearance. And they're like, if you guys have any info now that everyone has seen this documentary, everyone's talking about it, please let us know. So Carol Baskin could be in some trouble soon. She could be in some trouble. Do you think what reopened the case was her being like, you put sardine oil on their shoes to attract the tigers. You know what? I think it was her weird, calm energy about it where (laughs) the sheriffs looked at that. We're like, what's up (laughs) with that? Yeah, anyway, we, we knew about this, but everyone on Tiger King, still bad. Yeah. Okay, and for our last category of the episode, bringing together my girls. Miss you both so much. This is Tea Time's most unanswerable question. We've got Amelia and Kate together at last. Woo. Okay. (laughs) All right, Amelia, with that rousing (laughs) excitement, get into your question. Okay. Well, I had a different question. It was like streaming wrecks, but you know what? We're going to be in this quarantine for a while. So I feel like we can, we can table that for later. (laughs) Put a pin in that. Exactly. Okay. So my question is, do you guys remember blow pops? (laughs) Do I ever? (laughs) Okay. So I just had one because I bought one just because, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea. I tasted it. It was not great. I also looked up the blow pop kind that I was eating, and I think they went out of production. What? I want to say in the late uh, aughts, so I'm a little afraid. It's How fine. old is that blow pop? I don't know. It was, Did you it buy was, it in a grocery store? I bought it. This is really embarrassing. I bought, Oh, my God. Okay. I bought it at a liquor store. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> When you need a blow pop, you need a blow pop. <laughs> you you really go do. to a liquor store and buy and candy. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes when you're, you know, coming out with fistfuls of wine, you just got to be like, I got to get a blow pop too. Incredible. Um, so your unanswerable you. question is I'm what? so sorry. <laughs> what is your favorite candy you never eat anymore? This makes me sad because I also worry that if I tried like this kind of candy, I would also not like it anymore. Mine yeah. would be, do you guys remember cowtails? Yes. What? No. <laughs> I work I worked at a candy store in high school and this was like oh my, my favorite kind. And like it's like car like a tube of like caramel yes. and then it's got like cream in the middle. Yes. And it's kind of like a um what are those meat meat sticks? <laughs> <laughs> oh um Slim Jim it's like yes. a Slim Jim, but like a caramel Slim Jim. <laughs> okay. This, this category uh, is, is going south so fast. I know. Um, my candy, I don't know if you guys remember this, as those caramel apple lollipops where it's apple yes. in the middle, caramel on the outside. Just tear out each of your teeth as you oh, like, yeah. try to bite or do anything with it. Uh-huh. So I haven't good. had one of those in a long time. I would kill for one. That actually sounds amazing right now. Those yeah. are really good. I used to pretend that they were like retainers, like because you know, you force <laughs> oh, yeah. the oh, stick yeah. part off. Yeah. It'd <laughs> be like, I'm a retainer. <laughs> Glue it to your mouth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those <laughs> would rip, rip out my teeth now. I think I could only do that when I had like kids' teeth to lose. Yeah. So now the stakes are too high. <laughs> Okay, Uh, my unanswerable question, we've talked a lot. This episode, it's obviously just on everyone's mind. It's like the quarantine, like you go take on a walk, whatever. You got to do it. Most celebrity content is just centering around the fact that celebrities leave their house once a day to get fresh (laughs) air and go back inside. This is how we get relationship news. This is how we get a lot of content for this podcast. My question, and I know we talked about this early in the episode, 
What is your paparazzi quarantine outfit of choice? If you were a celebrity, you had to leave your house once a day, whether your significant other or not by yourself, what's the outfit that you would choose knowing that that's every outlet's going to pick it up because there's nothing else to talk about? I think I would go the Harry Styles route. Shocking. Okay. And he wears his own merch. Oh, oh, smart. From like his concerts or like his albums. He's the only celebrity I've ever seen that like regularly wears like his own. Like he went out in a Columbia Records sweatshirt the other day. And oh. like, oh. I feel like that's productive because you're in something comfortable. Yep. You're selling it by wearing it. True. But it's not like that embarrassing because it's just Harry Styles and he wears whatever he wants. You know? Yeah, that's a good one. That is a really Thank good you. one. I think I would, I, I don't know. I kind of, you know, usually I... When I walk outside, just in general, I literally just put on whatever is on the floor, and <laughs> which I'm sure my mom is really proud to hear. But <laughs> if I was a celebrity, I would try to, you know, like maybe a little sundress or something, you know? So you're going the Camila Cabello route. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm not. I, can I do someone a little more classier than her, please? She's the Ana de Armas route. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Ana de Armas too because her, the key to her and Ben Affleck, I will have to say, is they've got they've got something to do. They're walking their dogs, quote unquote, even though we know mm. that this is all a ruse. The, ben Affleck has this enormous <laughs> backyard the dogs can just run around in. <laughs> you got to have something to do with your hands. And Sean Mendes mm. and Camila Cabello tried to do that with their coffee mugs. <laughs> but we've all known there's just too much. There's just too many variables with that one. You got to have one single dog, not two, because then the leashes get all tied up and then you look mm. awkward as you're trying to like contain them. But just pick one dog at a time. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Next one. My final question is, you know, all these movies are being delayed. Basically, every movie that was supposed to come out this spring has either been delayed or been put to video on demand. And that means that these press tours that have already started are going to go on either months, years sometimes. And my question is, what celebrity will we be the most tired of by the time their <laughs> endless press tour ends and their delayed movie is finally released? Wow. My money is on either Jared Leto, who I'm already tired of, despite the fact that he started his quarantine 12 days after the rest of us. <laughs> um, because his movie Morbius has been pushed back. And then I think also like pretty much anyone from F9, which is the Fast and Furious movie. I think you hit the uh, nail on the head. I think The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, will be oh someone God. that I will need to wow. uh, take some time away from. And After his movie, they already started the press tour. They had that super long concert introducing trailer. I don't know if you guys remember yep. that. Yep. So like that was already obnoxious. Then it, now it's been delayed a full year. It's going to come out like spring 2021. We have a whole year of Vin Diesel and The Rock and all these other Oof. people being obnoxious online. And I'm just not ready for it. <laughs> for I would like reason, it to be over. Yeah. For some reason, I like Vin Diesel more than I like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Maybe because... <laughs> He's less online. He's less on Instagram. That is true. But yeah, yeah great call with the Fast and Furious You know series. what? I think maybe because In the Heights is coming sometime, oh. Lin-Manuel Miranda, oh, he is going to be ready. <laughs> he will be pent up for months on end and he'll be ready to burst out and just be like, I'm here. And like, we'll just... <laughs> Sing and dance his way. Wait, you everywhere. guys. What are your bets before Lin Manuel Miranda makes a quarantine <laughs> rap and posts it on Instagram? <laughs> I think he's no, already he's oh, already going he? live all the time and his piano. And he talks about being quarantined. 
Yeah. It's like, we oh, get it. God. Musical. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Okay. This is, we're getting angrier by the episode. I think we're getting <laughs> pent up too much. We have to take a walk outside. Okay. This is another lovely episode of Tea Time. Bless you, Kaya, for editing it all mm. together. Yes. Uh, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. Amelia, I miss you. Miss, miss you. you. <laughs>